Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we can give God a little more than that. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's shake off today. Let's shake off our day. Hallelujah. We made it here safely. Hallelujah. In our right minds. We made it here in one piece. Right? Work was what it was, but we're here now. Right? This is intercessory prayer. Standing in the gap for the lost. Standing in the gap for those that don't know that they should pray or how to pray. This is an appointed time that God has designated for us to come together. So there's no pumping or priming. We just want to get ourselves in the mindset, get our hearts conditioned to hear what's on the heart of God. Hallelujah. 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 I was talking to the man of God and I was telling him, I just have such a gratitude in my heart today. Just to be saved for real. Just to be saved for real, for real. Like to know that we have a living hope. That this is not it for us. Because there are a lot of people that, that don't know what we know. There's a lot of people that aren't hearing what we're hearing. There's a lot of people that they don't place any value on his word. They don't know his promises. They don't know that they're yay and amen. They don't know these things, but we do. He loved us enough to take us out of darkness. You really think about that. I still have brothers, I still got siblings that are still trapped in darkness. That still can't think straight. Right? They can't even conceive the word. There's still this block there. But God loved us enough to give us an ear to hear. He loved us enough to place us in a place of truth. He loved us enough to trust us to pray tonight. So can we just give our Father some thanksgiving? Can we just tell him how great he is? Can we tell him how grateful we are that we're alive and well, that our loved ones are alive and well, the intercessors are in the house, the prophet is on our way home safely, Dance Star still has, the owner is still living and well in her right mind. We thank you right now, Father, for our auntie. We thank you for her full recovery right now in the name of Jesus. As our teacher enters, she's in her right mind. She's in her reasonable health. Father, we just, we just give you thanks. We thank you right now, even for Aaron. We thank you for Brandy. We thank you for T. We thank you for Minister Diane. We thank you for Minister Al. We thank you for Yolanda. We thank you right now just for the fact that you loved us enough that you allow us all to come together again Tuesday. That there were no accidents between Sunday and today. Before we ask anything of him, just want to give him some thanks. Because he says, enter his gates, his courts with praise. He says, enter in with praise. He says, enter in with praise. 
He says, think on these things that are lovely, that are praiseworthy, of good report. He says, think on these things. Why? Because it puts us in a mindset of thanksgiving. It takes our mind and our eyes off the things that aren't right, the situations that aren't favorable. And it allows us to really see him as he truly is. A loving God, a merciful God. That if we fell today, that we were able to get back up. Can we give glory to God that we were able to get back up? That we were able to get back up. That he's given us his mind. He's given us access to his mind. He's given us access to his mind and his word. When the enemy wants to bombard our minds with his thoughts and his desires, the Lord has given us the ability to have his mind, that we can think properly, that we can cast down those wicked and tormenting thoughts. He's given us his mind. He loved us enough, Star, to save us out of all of our family. Out of all of our family. Think about how many people are truly saved in your family, and he's given you this opportunity. That's why he's a worthy God. That's why he's an awesome God. That's why he's a merciful God. So, Father, tonight we just want to say thank you, Father. We want to say that you are awesome, that you are everything that we desire, that you are our heartbeat, Father, that you are the breath that is in our bodies, Father. Every stride that we take is by the mercies of God. Every word that we utter is by the mercies of God. Every day that we are alive and in reasonable health is by the mercies of God. That death has not overtaken us. Death has not touched our homes. We thank you right now, Father, even for our children to be alive and well, Father. We thank you they weren't taken into sex trafficking, Father. We thank you right now, Father, that they went to school and they came home safely, Father. That they went to daycare and they came home safely. We thank you right now, Father, even at this spirit of infirmity that seeks to bring us down, Father God, in the house of God. We thank you right now that there be a divine healing in the lives of your people tonight, Father. We lift up the Connor household right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for a full recovery over Yoshia, over Ashanti, and over Dalton, Father. We know that the enemy is moving. We know that he seeks to divide. He seeks to isolate right now in the name of Jesus. So even during this time, Father, guard their minds. Guard their hearts, Father God. Guard their thinking, Father God. Allow this time to bring them even closer together, Father. We thank you right now, Father, for allowing Minister Whitney to come home safely, Father God. We don't take it for granted the time she had to travel, Father, and all the plans that the enemy had to destroy her life, Father. But you would not let it be so. So we give you the honor and praise, Father, that you allowed her to return safely, Father. We thank you right now, Father, for strengthening Minister T's body right now, that she's able to say hallelujah, that she's able to thank you, Father. We thank you right now that TMJ has not crippled our teacher right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now that migraines have not crippled Renika right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that Minister Aaron has not given into his flesh, Father God, that he's not persuaded by the tricks and schemes of the enemy. Even at school, he's not under influence, Father, but he stands firm in what he has heard. He stands firm and he listens to the voice of his shepherd, Father. He's not wavering. He's not moving, Father God, but he's standing firm in what he knows to be true, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of wickedness and evil, Father. We thank you for our youth in this house, Father. We thank you for Caleb, Father. We thank you for Chris. We thank you for Jalen. 
even in the condition he's in, Father. We thank you right now for all the youth that are here tonight. We thank you for Ellie. We thank you for Tamim. We thank you for Yoshia, Father. We thank you right now, Father God, for Harmony and Amani, Father. We thank you for their health, Father. We thank you for the plan that you have for their lives. We thank you for Janae and Ani, Father. We thank you for the thoughts that you have towards them, Father God, that they will come to an expected end, Father God, that they are thoughts of peace, Father. So we just bless you and we honor you right now, even for Tiffany and Asher as she's carrying him right now, Father God. We come against any any ill thoughts, Father God. We come against any whispers from the enemy, Father God. If she wakes up at night and she feels a pain, Father God, that the enemy won't bring anxiety, that the enemy won't bring worry and concern, Father. But I think if she stands firm in what she knows, Father, that this is a gift from God and that she will carry it full term without any complications, Father, that her and the child will come out of delivery, Father. We thank you right now even for Eric as he covers his home, Father. Strengthen his mind in the name of Jesus. We thank you for a fresh infilling. We thank you for a fresh refilling of your spirit right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. As he reads and studies your word, that he will grow stronger, Father God, that it will be illuminated to what is the truth. We thank you right now. We come against the spirit of deception in the house, Father to have us to think we are somewhere that we may not truly be, Father. We thank you that we have a realistic view of who we truly are in the kingdom of God. That we have not overestimated, we have not underestimated, but we are exactly who you would have us to be, Father. And that is saved, that is filled with the Holy Ghost, that is having the mind of Christ, that is walking in power and demonstration. We thank you for our minstrels, Father God, that they have not been overtaken by their flesh either, that their hands have been kept clean, Father, that as they send up sweet incense and they lead us into worship, Father, they would take us into new levels of worship. They would open up the atmosphere and have us to experience you in a way that we've never experienced you. We thank you right now for Minister Rocket as she travels here tonight. We come against any accidents. We come against any, Father God, any misfortunes. We come against anything the enemy would try to use. We come against even her not even being able to see when she drives. We come against any headaches, any migraines. We come against any irresponsible drivers around her right now. We just thank you for your minister and angels because she's needed in this house, Father, that we don't take it for granted. We don't take it for granted that Elder James is able to come here for service, Father God. We don't take it for granted. We don't take it for granted that the enemy has not taken Andrea's mind right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you even for Berta on her job, Father, being a woman in that career field, Father, that you continue to keep her safe, Father. We come against any mishaps. We come against any malfunctioning equipment right now in the name of Jesus. You continue to strengthen her mind, even as a mother, Father, what she carries, having to play both roles, Father, right now. We thank you strengthen her. We thank you that in that time of, Father God, affliction, in that time of her feeling even confused, that she is reminded of the prayers that her brothers and sisters are praying over her, Father. That she's strengthened in her mind. That she never loses sight of her purpose. She never loses sight of the call that's on her life. We make war even over the call that's on her life right now in the name of Jesus and what the enemy is trying to bring into her life that calls confusion. We thank you for clarity of sight. We thank you that she's able to see exactly where you're taking her, that she's able to see exactly what you would have her to do. We thank you even for divine wisdom, Father, as she maneuvers, that she does not misstep, Father God, but she is in sync with your perfect will. We thank you right now. We thank you for the intercessor. We thank you for this house, Father God. We thank you for the gifts that you've entrusted in this house. We thank you for the anointing that you've placed in this house. We thank you for our man of God. We thank you for our woman of God. We thank you for the hospitality team. We thank you for the outreach team. We thank you for the riddicks, Father God, as they've taken 
they taken authority, Father God, that they've spearheaded even going out on the streets and really ministering, Father. Give them even more understanding of your word, Father. Give them even more understanding of your spirit, Father. We thank you for a fresh infilling. We thank you even for boldness for Dijon right now in the name of Jesus. We come against any type of confusion. We come against any type of whispers from the enemy, Father, saying that he's not worthy, saying that he's not anointed, saying that he's not a man of God, saying that he does not have to follow the shepherd, saying that he knows a better way, Father. We go up front, we go ahead of the enemy right now, that he does not receive the same whispers that has beset some of the other men here. In the name of Jesus, we cover our brother right now because there's a call on his life. There's a call on his life, Father God. We just lift, you, lift him before you, Father God, that he, Father God, will never find himself out of the faith. Oh, we just give you the honor and praise, Father. We thank you even for Minister Cindy, Father. We thank you for peace even in her home. We thank you for peace on her job. We thank you that there's no distractions in her walk. We thank you, Father God, that the enemy no longer has a foothold. We thank you that she's sealed in the love of God. We thank you even for Aunt Thomasine, Father God, having the spirit of forgiveness, even for anyone who has wronged her, even one who has mishandled her right now, because there's still a call that you have on her life. There's a reason why she's still here. So I thank you that that reason is revealed, Father, that it is in your presence as she studies, as she reads, as she prays, Father, that she knows that not one prayer has not been heard, that you have not missed one prayer, Father, but all of them. We thank you, Father, that you incline your ear, that you incline your ear to us tonight, that you incline your ear to us tonight. The prophet Daniel said, That from the moment that he prayed, that God answered. He said, the moment that you set your heart to understand what is the will of God, he said he answered. See, but there was war over the response from God. And that's what we're here tonight. We're being that intercessor between God's, pray God's answered prayer and the prayers of the saints. We're standing in proxy. And we make war over the second heaven right now in the name of Jesus. We jam the communications right now in the name of Jesus. We make the way straight that the word of God can reach the saints of God. We pray right now, Father, your perfect will even for creation, Father. We know there's wickedness in this world, but we thank you that the church, that the body of Christ has the spirit of boldness. We thank you for the repentance returning to the body of Christ. We thank you that the awakening can truly follow the revival again. We thank you, Father God, that we are growing stronger in our faith and not weary and well-doing. We're not seeking the attention of men, Father, but we're seeking the attention of our Father. We're seeking the affirmation of our King. And we're not people pleasers, but we stand firm on our jobs. We stand firm in our homes. We stand firm in the face of our family. That we stand for truth. Then there's no more compromising. That there's no more wavering. But there's a sore stance where we stand. That this is the way and we shall walk here in it. That we will be known again as people of the way. That we will be known again as true believers. That we can, Father God, that we would be devout. That that credit would not be given to a false God and a false people. But they will look upon us and be able to say that I've seen a real believer. For the first time in my life, I felt the anointing. I felt the presence of God. And it's undeniable that we would affect change in our lives, Father. We would affect change in the lives of our loved ones. Affect change on our jobs. Affect change in the workplace. 
because we have a sense of not compromising because we've already been bought with a price we still believe that the blood is sufficient we still believe that you poured out your spirit that we still believe in the anointing we still believe in your word we still believe in the almighty God we still believe that you died just for that one we still believe that you hand chose us we still believe that we were truly wonderfully and fearfully made oh we still believe the plans and the thoughts that you have towards us we still believe that we truly can be transformed by your word that when i read that the steps of a good man are ordered father that i believe i'm that good man when you say that you will be a light unto our feet, Father, that we may not stumble, but we still believe your word is true. But we still believe that your word is true. We still believe that your word is true. That we would be as King David was, truly a man and a woman after your own heart. We still believe. Oh, we still believe in the anointing, the power to destroy yokes, but we still believe in the anointing. We still believe in the anointing. We still believe. We still believe. I still believe in the dance of deliverance. Oh, I still believe in the spoken word. Oh, I still believe in healing. I still believe in deliverance. Oh, I still believe that chains can truly be broken. Oh, I still believe that he truly has set the captives free. Oh, I still believe that he came to give us life and that much more abundantly. Oh, I still believe. I still believe. I still believe. Do we still believe, church? Do we still believe that what we're doing tonight will affect change in our nation? Do we truly believe that tonight? That when we pray for Rod, that you would return home and he would have a second, he would have a change of mind, a change of thought. Those prayers that we pray. He said he's taking the prayers, the prayers of the saints. He said he's going to bottle them up. And in the end times, he's going to cast them back down to earth. Oh, what is the power of prayer? He said it's dynamic and it's working. He said that it yields tremendous power. He said it, and I choose to believe it. Dana, he said it yields tremendous power. Oh, so when I call a name, and I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, because I know it's his will that they be saved. He said it's tremendous and it's working. It's dynamic and it's working. That's what he said in his word. He said his word is even not thee, even on our lips. Oh, we still believe, church. We are believing people that the word of God is true. That the word of God is true. Everything he said concerning your life, Ephraim, is true. Every word that you heard is true. See, because the enemy wants to come and cause you to not believe it. So we have to go ahead of the enemy, Yolanda. 
And we have to say to that enemy, it's too late because it's true. Because he said, I would not have said it if it wasn't so. That's what we have to say to this enemy. Until when the enemy says, this is it for you. This is the state of your condition. You say to the enemy, your word, Father, said that I was healed on the cross. You said that you buried in your body my afflictions. And I believe that your blood that was spilled for me, let it be applied to my life. And let me be anointed and restored to the state that I can work in the kingdom of God. Because he said it was true. He said it was true. Oh, I believe in my spirit. If you would truly give it all to him and say, Father, I'll serve you the way you would have me to serve you. Oh, I believe he would heal you tonight. Oh, I believe he would heal you tonight. I believe he would heal you tonight. If you would truly give it all to him. If you would truly give it all to him and say, Father, I'll give it all. I'll serve you the way you want me to serve you. I won't pervert my gift, Father. Oh, but I'll see what you want me to see. I'll speak what you want me to speak. I'll do what you want me to do. I'm no longer going to try to please people. Oh, I believe it right now in the name of Jesus. You see, church, because when it came to sickness, when it came to sickness, oh, when Jesus would lay hands and he would heal, see, they would serve him. See, they would serve him. He said he healed seven, but only one returned. Oh, tonight I believe she can be that one that would return. Because this word said, God does not just heal. He heals with a purpose. He heals with a plan in mind. We can't pray amiss tonight, church. She can't keep coming in the presence of God and not seeing signs and wonders and miracles because of disbelief. Jesus said, if you believe, you can stay. But if you don't, please excuse yourself. But I'm believing tonight that it's by the power of God that you would truly be restored unto you. We speak to that tumor tonight. We tell it to go back to the dry place. Because you see, that tumor doesn't have life. Because that was never God's design. That was never his plan for humanity. But that is as a consequence to sin. But you can't stand in a holy place, a sanctified place, amongst the holy people and not be healed. So if there's bitterness in your heart, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, stand away from her right now. Stand away from her. If there's any unforgiveness, if there's any bitterness, if there's any strife, you can't be near her right now in the name of Jesus. Our family has to stop playing with this enemy. He has to stop playing with this enemy. Or we're believing signs and wonders, but our hands that we're laying hands with are filthy. Our words that we're speaking over her are tainted. Because we feel one way today and a different way tomorrow. God is not mocked. He's calling for a holy people. He's calling for a sanctified people because he wants to demonstrate himself strong. This is what we've been doing. This is what we've been doing. We've been praying things, but we got unforgiveness in our hearts. We've been believing God for things, but we got bitterness on our lips. 
We've been wanting to see things, but we're sowing seeds of discourse. God is not muck. God is not muck. God is not muck. God is not muck. It's time we truly believe. It's time we truly believe. It's time we truly believe. Otherwise, we make what he did on that cross of null effect. We're telling him that that cross was not enough. We're telling him that the blood was not sufficient. When we don't have self-control, we're saying that the blood was not sufficient. We're saying his spirit is not strong enough to keep us. When we give it to sin over and over and over again, we're saying that his spirit is not strong enough to keep us. teacher she can't keep communing with evil because that's what's keeping her in the state she's in pastor sisters I'm so serious I'm so serious and it's with a strong conviction that auntie I want to look you in your eyes and I'm telling you this right now oh Jesus that you have to shut down the airways. Don't answer the phone. You can't keep lending that ear to evil communication. You forgive everybody that you need to forgive tonight. Family, children, everybody. Everybody. restore you and you'll have strength like you've never experienced in your life and you'll feel like you're as young as you've ever been and he's going to place a word in your heart that you're going to take to those people that have abused you that you're going to take to those people because people have taken you as a joke because of the life that you lived before that's what it is so they say what they say about you based on your response see but you even got to forgive the church you hear what I'm saying you have to forgive the church until because the church has mishandled you. Not everyone. There's still a few that truly love. But the ones that mishandle, you got to forgive them. Because even Jesus said, they know not what they do. If they truly knew him, they would treat you better. They would reinforce what we've prayed. But you have power to not answer. You have power to not answer. And every morning you wake up, you're going to see my lip is getting straighter. My sight's beginning to be restored. I can see like I've never seen before. I feel stronger. I don't have the pull of certain things like I used to. Because I truly believe that his word, his word, not mine, but his word is true. He said that we would cast out demons. And he said that the sick shall recover. See, in the eyes of God, that's a small work. That's the beginning of the works. You are in the presence of a mighty God that has a plan for you at this age. Moses didn't start his ministry until he was 70. Well into his years. And look what he accomplished. So you don't let the enemy come whisper to you even about that. 
It's never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late, church. See, we would really pray for her. For real, for real. The enemy will straighten things up in your home. As she's getting healed, he will heal your home. He will heal the things that concern you. See, but we can't keep playing with this enemy. We can't say one thing about her when she's here and another thing when she's not. We have to understand that God is not mocked. He says that we have the power to speak blessings and curses. If you're not speaking blessings, then it is a curse. And we know what's in the family. Let's not be ignorant. Let's not play with this enemy because he's brought our family to shame for too long. And he would have her here in the presence of all of her anointed, saved, believing sisters. And she not be healed? That's a slap in the face of God. And I won't dishonor my king because he's rendered a verdict in your favor. Now, what we are supposed to do as believers is reinforce it. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're reinforcing what has already been done on the cross. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Glory. Amen. Come on. All we need is some agreement with that. That's all we need. All we need is some agreement with that. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! That's all we need is some agreement with that. It don't need anything else. It don't need another prophet. It just needs some agreement in here. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! Glory to the Most High God. Oh, sound like y'all ready to pray tonight. Sound like y'all really know y'all won tonight. My God. Oh, it's on tonight. Woo! We got agreement in here? See, it says when you going through, think of someone else. That's the will of God. And what he does, and what he does for another, he'll do for you. See, but we just got to do for others. See, when you do that, he'll take care of you. My God. Oh, I feel like it's deliverance in the house tonight. Because some of y'all still playing with the enemy. Well, I come to serve notice tonight. Oh, we going to get this thing out of you tonight. Woo! Glory to God. My goodness. Woo! Get that seed of the enemy out of you tonight. My God. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah! My goodness. <laughs> oh, that's the sound. That's the sound right there. Ooh, the enemy don't like that sound. Sound like one voice. Sound like rivers. 
of love flowing through this place tonight. Because that's what heals her, is love. Woo! Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey, glory to God. Hey, something. Hey, Thomasine. How you doing? My God. Woo! My God. <laughs> you better praise him like you're not going to praise him tomorrow. Because you don't know if you are. You want to give him, you want to go out with a bang. With a shout. Woo! <laughs> he said, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. My God. Hey, hey, hey. That's it. That's it right there. That's it. That's it right there. That's the sound that the enemy does not like. Woo! That's faith. Hey, Frida, that's faith. That's faith, God. That's faith. That's what faith sounds like. My God. Woo! <laughs> My goodness. All I know is he's able. Hey, Dustin, he's able. He's able, Dustin. Dustin, he's able. Now put it, fill in the blank. He's able. Fill in the blank. He's able. My God. Woo! <laughs> he's able. My God, that's all I know. Is he's able. My goodness. All right, all right. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said, Dustin, he's able. Now fill in the blank to what you need. No, he's able. No, he's able, Joseph. He's able, Joseph. He's able. That's faith. Woo! Come on, Rita. That's faith. He's able. He's able. <laughs> Woo! Come on, arrogant Tiffany. He's able. Come on, Ryan. He's able. Is there anything too hard for your God? Woo! See, you won't put him to the test. You got to put him to the test. Woo! When I don't see that thing, and you still believe him, that's faith. Because he's able to do it. Woo! And if he don't do it, he's still able. That's faith. My faith is in him. Woo! <laughs> when he come back, that's what he's going to be looking for. What's in him? You! <laughs> he's coming back looking for faith. My goodness. Woo! I've got a few people believing here. you got a few people who ain't afraid to believe God. My goodness. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Hey, 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 hey. 
Ooh. Oh, he gonna be really bad tonight. Oh, he gonna be really bad tonight when we go in tonight. I told you deliverance is in the air. Oh, you could be set free tonight. Woo! Glory to God. Come out! Come out! Some of you still bound. Some of you still struggling, you bound. And you don't have to be. Loose them now and let them go. Woo! Oh, some of y'all gonna get free tonight. Woo! We're gonna get that seed of deception out of you. I'm going to look you dead in the eye and I'm going to tell you to come out, Satan. Oh, y'all better be ready. Woo, you've been bound too long. You've been bound too long. It's time. Come on out, Cindy. Come on out, Di. Come on out. You've been bound too long. Come on. Come on. Come on, Frida. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let them go. Let them go. Go ahead. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Loose. 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 Loose, loose, loose. Let him go tonight. Let him go tonight. Let him go. My God. Some of y'all don't need to be protected. Some of y'all need to be loose and let go tonight. Don't you miss your opportunity. My God. Loose them. Loose them now. See, I've been given the authority. I have his name. Loose them now. Loose them now. Loose. Loose them now. In the name of Jesus. Take your hands off of their minds. Loose them now in Jesus' name. In the name that's above every name. It said when the priest's word came, they were delivered, set free. Loose them now in Jesus' name. So Rome, y'all still bound. Too late, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you can't hide behind a so-called title. You can't hide behind a self-proclaimed title. Ah, see you tonight. See you tonight. See you tonight. See you tonight. And I told you, some of y'all are trying to protect people in here, but you need to be set free. Too late, I see you. Too late, I see you. Nah. But you got to let them go. See, the demons got more sense. They know they have to leave when the name of Jesus comes. But you still holding on. You still holding on. You can't hold on to them. If any of you confused, that's not God. He is not the spirit of confusion. Woo! Too many of y'all confused. I don't know my purpose. I'll help you with that. My God. You got that right. When he loose a person from the bondage of captivity, the first thing they want to do, look at Paul. 
What would you have me to do? Where do I serve? I've been serving myself long enough. Now it's time to serve the almighty God. It's time to serve. It's time to serve my God. Woo, if my people, only if my people who are called by the name Yud Head Bob Head, Yahuwah, Yahweh, see, the El Alam, the Eternal One. It ain't no discussion. You know who his name is. How many of y'all know y'all daddy name? He could be alive and dead. You still know his name. My goodness. Woo! So what he said then is call upon me. Call upon him. My God. He is the deliverer. Jesus, my God. Woo! My goodness. I got some intel on them tonight that I want to give to y'all. He said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge of who he is, God. And you're also destroyed of the knowledge if you don't know your enemy. Your fight, your, we, we fight it as believers. It's not in this realm. It's not in the earth. It's not in the material. Our battle is in the heavens. That's where your adversary resides at. Our battle is celestial. Our battle is supernatural. Ain't nothing natural about this warfare. It's nothing natural about your armor. It's nothing natural about the kingdom that you represent. Nothing natural. You put your armor on. And it stays on by love. Woo! Don't worry, your enemy got a boy. He got a he got an armor too. He has armor too. Put on by lies. See, and that's another thing. He see when you can't deal with your past. See, that's the um, enemy's armor that you just keep on wearing, and it's heavy. I could just get you to take it off and put on righteousness. carrying all this weight you ain't supposed to carry whatever happened to you when you was a child that is too, listen when you were in the flesh that's the part that keeps you bound but the things that happen to you when you're saved again there's those, those things are to anoint you no you can really carry them then in their real purpose everything that happened to you For you to turn to God. Not away, but turn to Him. Yes, and even that. See the hard thing. And even that. He said, I've stripped the earth from harming you. He said, I stripped it. 
nothing can harm you. By no means, by no means, nothing can harm you. Y'all are letting thoughts torment you. See, a lot of you have conceived the seed of complaint. Y'all be seated. We need to plow through this. Let you go so you can get to work. But some of us ain't got no works. Complaining is not the work of God. glory time to stop playing time to get real shouldn't nothing stop you from coming to the house of God unless you got the work unless you got something that's super contagious I still ain't afraid but you just gotta be mindful Don't let any excuse keep you from getting the word of God. If anything, it should be more people on prayer night than it is on Sunday. Okay, I got maybe a few people believe that. Let's just out of your control. Get here. It's your life. See, that's the problem. You got to hear that it's your life. Actually, it's someone else's life. time to get serious time to get serious church playing with the kingdom of darkness just a little too long and too much told you you can't eat at the tables of devils table of God nor can you do the same with a cup My mic, we got to get this right. Talk to your last week in the war room because that's where we are. I believe we're at DEFCON 10, if it's even possible. You are actually in war. No, no, you are actually in war right now. <coughs> Bombs, flowery darts, lies, deceit, fornication. All these things are coming at you. You're in a war. And that's the problem. It's, it's the body of Christ don't think they're at war. And your war is in the heavenly realm, the supernatural realm, not with each other. Amen. Yeah. We forget. And this warfare, the weapons are mighty 
So the pulling down of strongholds thoughts. The battle is who you're going to give your thoughts to. Who have you been giving your thoughts to? What accusation have you received? Hmm? This is how it starts. Always people who ain't here need to be here. I'm not going to waste your time. Coming here is not wasting your time. Coming here every week is not wasting your time. It's preparing you. I want to see somebody go to battle and have them prepared. You will be defeated. How we be defeated and we already on the winning team? Except you choose. All right. Man. All right. I said last week, just a quick review, because we got to give you some information tonight. I got something I get to you. All right? I'm mad. I'm mad at the devil. I ain't mad at nobody. Because he don't have a body. <laughs> See? See? We get mad. You mad at the spouse. They, they got a body. Our warfare is with spirits without bodies. Your warfare is with personalities without bodies. I told you complaint opens the door for the seed of Satan. And I'm going to show you the scripture, what happens when you're Overwhelmed. Go to Psalm 77. This is just a quick review from last week. The psalmist was saying Psalm 77, 2 and 3. We're going to get down to it. Psalm chapter 77 at verse 2. King James. You got King James? Yes, sir. King James. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Oh. I told you last week, complain, um, overwhelmed. That word in the original text means to think about, to muse, to ponder. To speak derogatory. Do y'all understand the door that you open with complaining? See, I'm, I'm not going to play with this no more. Because some of you are still complaining. I wouldn't be teaching this if it wasn't here. This is his love for us. That we are not deceived. Everybody look up. Because if it's one... See, you can never have one complainer. Never. Never can have one. 
This is how Satan, listen, his whole thing in heaven is that he complained. That was the seed and a third of the host of heaven. Y'all don't understand what's happening. I'm going to get right into it. Because I got some revelation y'all need to see here. I'm trying to skip over. Let's see. Y'all thankful? Yeah. All right. If not, you need to look at the Thanksgiving teaching. Happy Thanksgiving again. See, see, see the world is gone from that. See, that, see, but the world is gone from that. But for us, this is every day. This is every day. See how, see, you, the church ain't in here. Nobody talking about Thanksgiving. You can teach on Thanksgiving every day. I told y'all stop. That if the world is doing it and the church is doing it, something's wrong. All right. You hear nobody. Ain't hear no commercial about Thanksgiving. Ain't seen nothing. Have you? Since Thanksgiving. There you go. Oh, uh, that's a whole nother subject. I'm going to tear that down, too. I'm going to have y'all equipped for your family. Because that's what the real issue is. <sighs> oh, man. You know, you're shoving through your notes and you see the battle of the new mind. This is this awesome. Man, everybody want my page? Can't have my, I'm giving it to you. Precept upon precept. Video is on there. Everything. How many of y'all going back looking at the videos? Running back. I'm looking for the numbers. I ain't lying. Don't be lying. You should be listening and you should be sharing them with anybody. All right. All right. Go to Psalms 58. See what David is talking about for a second here. Real quick. Psalm 58, 3, Amplified. Hey, teacher. I didn't get to greet her properly. I'll make up for it later. Amen. My hope. My hope is in Christ. Amen. I love my wife. And I ain't ashamed to tell nobody. That's me. <laughs> and no man has hated himself. That's like arguing and fussing at myself. That's my that's me. And when the two get married, they become one flesh. This is a problem. We don't know how to treat our flesh. No, teacher. We treat our flesh. See, but see, the spiritual. The spiritual. You got to be spiritual minded. Okay. All right. That means I cater to her needs and she submits to my lead. It work out. It balances out. Good. I'm her source. I'm her source. And God is my source. So anything she needs, I got a direct line to God. Speak the word only. He said, make your, he said, make your petition known. Just enter his gates with thanksgiving. Make your supplication to him. And I'll go to him on your behalf. That's what you're supposed to do. See, that's supposed to be in every man's heart. 
That's supposed to be in every man's heart. They ain't got to be something that's got to be, you know, just got to be put in there. It should be in your heart. Already. And no man has hated himself. Okay. Ooh, is this the cute side of me that got hair? All right. Amen. Y'all ready? Amen. You gotta, you gotta know your wife. Amen. You gotta, you gotta know your wife. She, she, she is precious in the eyes of God. And and she's the bride. So how I treat her. See, in the relationship, I represent Christ, cause he's my head, and I'm. Her head. She get mad when I tell her don't cut her hair. But the Bible said that's her glory. Don't mess with my glory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just my preference. All right. <laughs> Amen. You're supposed to speak. I don't know why, but you're supposed to be speaking good. Teacher, you, you, men, you're supposed to be speaking good of your wife. She, how do you carry her in you? I know she, the woman carried you, but now you're to carry her in your heart. How do you do this? Everybody, every woman wants to be carried. Every woman. That's how she's designed. Every woman is designed like that. Okay. All right. And I told you, love is not complete until it's shared. Amen. All right. Let's go. God's so love. All right. Here we go. Can we go? All right. All right. I'm just doing what's in the atmosphere here. Oh, man. Woo. And y'all women that are beautiful and single refuse to be the side chick. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You don't know your worth then. All right. Mm, I'm going to leave that right there. Psalms 58. Three. Psalm 58. Three. It so reads. Here we go, y'all. The ungodly are perverse and estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. My goodness. See, I told y'all last week, that's the fallen nature of your cute little children. That was your fallen nature when you were born. From the womb. I told you, just, just like this. You know, did you take that piece of candy? No, I didn't. And no one taught that child. <laughs> Listen, listen to this. I told y'all, so it recognized truth to give a lie. But nobody talks about that child know the truth. But he spoke a lie. Mm. Now, how you deal with him at that moment will define his personality. See, and a lot of us, Hadn't been dealt with 
at a young age in our personality. As soon as somebody tell a grown man, no, see, I can t- I'm, I'm talking to the man. I'm talking to the boy. You could be any age. And when you correct the child, what do they do? They get mad. They throw a tent attempt, right? They refuse. They shut down. That's what I'm saying. So you're still not dealing with adults, full-grown, mature people. You're still dealing with children. As soon as you tell them to be here on time, hold accountability, you get upset. Oh, this is going to be good. This how I'm going to show you all something tonight. Can we roll now? Okay. All right. All right. Like I told you, you can dress up that child and be real cute all you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that child is born in a fallen state. Look what's already attached to their cuteness. Look what mine is already attached to. To me, Ellie, Yoshia. Look what mine is already attached to. Abby. Uh, Abby. I'm sorry, not Abby. But you know what? I could say Abby too. I could say pastor too. I could say pastor. I could shift. Yeah, I could say that too. If I allow it. Okay. Oh man, just listen. Now what happens is that as Ava grows, the bigger the lie grows. So that's why I said I could say here. See, the bigger it grows, the bigger you grow, the the bigger the lie grows. Okay. See, we're very skilled, watch this, we're very skilled in putting on a three-piece suit on a lie. Very skilled. See, like right here. Right now, you're dressed up right here. That of y'all just dressed up. You dressed up and you dressed up in righteousness. But it's not real. It's not really a part of you. You dress it up real nice. Okay. All right. All right. Verse 4. Verse 4. Their poison is like the venom of a serpent. Mm. They are like the deaf adder or asp that stops its ear. With this verse, as men grow without what? Knowledge of God. Their mouth become poison, like the seed of the serpent that's in them. This is what it's saying. And that poison is spread from person to person by the bite of complaint. Y'all hear me? Read verse four again. And their poison. Their poison is like the venom of a serpent. They are like the deaf adder or asp that stops mm. its ear. Mm. Watch this. And that poison, I said, is spread from person to person with the bite of complaint. Listen, against God. I told you when you're complaining, you're not complaining against that person. It's God. Oh, 
Watch this. I'm hoping y'all really see and understand. I hope y'all really understand and see what's happening here. Okay? I need y'all to see that. What's happening next? What happened next is when you do that, what happens next is you become like the snake. You have no ears to hear the truth when you complain. Look at that. It stops hearing. So does a snake have ears? Mm. Everything it does, it's, the sight is bad. Everything that it does, it senses movement. Everything is with its tongue. Speaking lies. This is why he's giving you the comparison. Watch this. Okay. Mm. Teacher. The next thing that happens when you continue to complain, you become deaf. And you can, and listen, you're like the snake that has no ears to hear the truth. Okay. That person is so given Listen, to devouring the heritage of God. They're given to complaining against God and against anything of God and against anything that represents God that they can't hear anymore. See what you start when you start this momentum going with complaining? Mm. We have people to come and sit right in here with us, clap their hands, sing their songs. Hug each other. Mm -hmm. Say amen with us. But they can't hear the truth anymore. It's the truth. <laughs> right here. Okay. All right. It's sad, but it's right here. It's in the body of Christ. It's here. Right? This is representation of a small cosmo of the body of Christ right here. Y'all get it, right? Just like your family in your home represents the family of God. I told you, <laughs> what, what happens in your home happens to society. Okay. Don't happen in the street, it happens in your home. Your home is what creates the pedophile. The home is what creates the rapist. The home is what creates the suicide. The home. Okay, that's the truth right there. All right. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't understand what divorce does. It creates something. It brings division. It opens the door. You're fine, but the child ain't. I told people, just because you do that, don't mean you're going you're gonna to get a pastor rod. You might get a criminal. Be careful. All right. Listen to this. Mm. 
they can't hear anymore. Or they can't hear that you truly love them. That's the worst. That's the worst when a person is in these types of situations and you come to them, they can't hear you. They can't hear the truth anymore that you love them. They get immediately offended. And they don't see that love is knocking at the door and saying, hey, this is what this situation is. All right, y'all can watch this. Y'all watch this, what happened. Y'all watch. Okay. They're like a deaf adder. They're like a snake, David says. They just go around biting and devouring and complaining. And you try to speak to them, but they can't, listen, they can't, they can't, you can't get through to them. I got a question. And they refuse to hear. Watch this. I got a question. Y'all be, y'all, y'all be ready for this. Got a question. So when that same old person continues to come to you with that seed of complaint, how come and why not have you cut the head of that serpent off? How come you haven't done it? That's my question. They're coming to you. My question is, how come you haven't yet? And you've been warned. How come you see? How come we haven't stopped them? I'm going to help you why you haven't stopped them. Mm. <laughs> Friends and family are the worst. Amen. Y'all watch. Y'all just follow, follow the progression, okay? Right. Let it find you. Okay. Stop hiding. <laughs> I told y'all already to see you. All right. All right, watch this. How come you haven't cut that head of that serpent off yet? You're not helping them. You're actually enabling them. You're giving them the authority and power to continue to, listen, planting the seed of Satan in your life and in theirs. See, it's twofold. They're planted in your life and it's already planted in theirs. This is how the enemy gets us. Okay? Watch this. All right. Good, good. Watch this. Y'all ain't going to believe this, though. You can't listen to it. Hey, I don't care who come to you. If my mama, who's dead, came to me, I would have to stop her. If my husband or wife came to me, I would have to stop them. Okay, all right. You cannot listen to them. Verse 5. 
Verse 5. Verse 5. Which listens not to the voice of charmers or of the enchanter never casting spells so cunningly. So when you see, you just, I'm going to show you all something. So when you complain, this is what happens. The Bible says, not pastor, the Bible says. It says that you're doing this. It says that you're doing this. This is why you can't listen. So you won't be under their spell. It says enchanters. Now, let's read it again. Maybe I'll just read it again. Which listens not to the voice of charmers mm. or of the enchanter, never casting spells so cunningly. This is why you can't listen to a complainer. Because you don't realize that you're being cast a spell upon you. This is what the scripture said. This is what's happening when a complainer, you give ear to it. They're casting a spell upon you. They're enchanting you. So we got some, we got some enchanters in here? Hmm? We got some enchanters here? Look up, everybody. See, when you look down, they'd already tell me. Mm -mm. No, you shouldn't be writing at this point. You should be like, mm -mm. speak. <laughs> this is the problem. Y'all need, need to see this. Which listen not to the voice of charmers. Or of the enchanter never can. Listen, listen. Never casting spells, so look, cunningly, listen to this. Watch this. So here we go. God says, I sent my word of truth that can bring you a calmness. Y'all know what calmness means? The calmness means, listen, the state or quality of being free. State of being free from agitation. Or, or this is the, the big one. Or strong emotion. Calmness. Being free from this. Okay. But because of your continuous complaining. You can't hear the voice of God. Because if you did, you wouldn't. So now you have the seed of complaint. This is the same seed that Hasatan, Satan, brought before Adam and Eve. He had a complaint against God. And he told them that God only told you about the tree of the, of the knowledge of good. He only told you what was good. But I got a, the enemy said, I got a better one. I, he, he don't really, he didn't, you can't trust him. He didn't tell you at all. I got a tree over here that's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you were never supposed to know. Your behavior, your attitude, everything started from this moment, this complaint. And when he complained to Eve, now the two of them went to Adam. See? And then when Adam received it, guess what? Now in your nature is the seed of complaint. Against 
God. When I won't say my complaint was against God. I'm my own God. I can stretch out my own knowledge. I can have my own empowerment. And the church is teaching empowerment, self-empowerment. And they don't even realize the seed of Satan that they're speaking. I'm powered by God. Don't tell me how great I am. I'm in God. That is who is great. Woo! Okay. All right. Watch this. God has given these people, you people here at WM Ministries, He's giving y'all a true word. Hmm. It's been made very simple. Listen, he's giving y'all a true word made very simple through, listen, the love chapter. First Corinthians 13. Yet. We still. Are struggling. You're struggling in your flesh. Still. What? How to treat people. And that's the problem. You're not to treat with them according to the flesh. All right. Yet we still can't hear. We read that love chapter every Sunday, or you should read it on your own. We still can't hear it because the seed of complaint that's in you, and that seed has to be planted in the same type of soil. Your seed of complaint has to be planted in the same type of soil. Soil of corruption. Soil of deception. And the big one, the soil of an evil heart. Complaint. Mm. I need somebody, please check their soil right now. Check your soil. Check your soil. This is a warning. Check your soil. Can I say it? Because if you're a leader here and your soil ain't right, you can't lead. Here's your warning. Y'all hear me? Because that's not the character that you see from me. Your shepherd who's leading you. So there's got to be a seed of Satan. It can't be. Y'all, y'all flow with me because it's going to help you. See, that seed cannot grow. I told you, it can't grow in my heart. We're going to go to First King. This is about King David. And his son, Adonijah. Okay? Hmm. This is about his son, Adonijah. Mm-hmm. Adonai, ruler, 
master and Adonijah, God. Got his name right there. Still won't good enough. Watch this. Okay. In this story, you're going to see the seed of Satan and the seed of him complaining against God's order. Okay? Remember, Satan drew a third of the angels of heaven away from God. Listen to what I just said. Satan drew a third of the the angels of heaven away from God. This is one powerful cherub. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, 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 gotta, you, you need to know the depths and the very subtleties of which your enemy operates in. See, this is, what he, this is how he gets us. See, like I'm talking about complaining. See, you got to understand this subtlety. He led a coup against God with a third of the angels of heaven who know God, who know their creator, who know their maker, who have worshipped him, been in his presence, served him. And you don't even know some of these titles and tasks, what their responsibility was, but a third followed this powerful angel. That's the body of Christ don't want to know nothing about. How easy would it be for him to disguise himself, masquerade himself as an angel of light? How easy would it be? This is what's happening to us. No discerning of spirits. You need to discern. Listen. Good spirits. Bad spirits. Good angels, bad angels. You need to be able to discern which is what. You need to be able to discern uh, a spirit and a human spirit. Because a lot of times you're dealing, everybody thinking in church, they think they're, no, it's just a human spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. You can't discern which is what. Because he's subtle. Well, y'all going to be really accountable for what y'all hear. You better get it right. Listen to this. Oh, here we go. Remember Satan drew a third, I told you, of angels, right? So we can't take him lightly anymore, right? The, the body of Christ, Christ is still, you know, presently doing this, taking him light. I told you, you need to know the depths of his subtlety. Y'all hear that? His depth of his subtleties. How he gets in. Oh, man. Watch this. You need to know that. He's still trying to superimpose his kingdom on top of God's kingdom. By using your ignorance. Of him and how his kingdom works. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Super 
Impose means this. To place or lay one thing over another. Typically, so precise with such precision that both are still evident. Now, you thought I was going to say not evident. No, evident. Superimposed. So closely, so precise. Do y'all hear this? Place another one on top of it. So precise with such precision that both are still evident. Watch this. Let me show you. So God speaks the truth in love. Right? So God, listen. So Satan speaks God's word in a lie. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it go right over top? He still speaks God's word, though. See, see, this is it. God speaks his word, the truth, in love. But Satan, listen, speaks God's word. In a lie. Superimposed. So you can't, you, because you don't know his word, you believe the lie. Just like that. Just, that's how he superimposed. You can see both of them. He uses God's word. But speaks it as he can only speak in a lie. He has no word. He has no word. He can only speak a perversion of the truth. Yes, he did. Come on, elder. I feel that thing. That's, how, that's what it means. But you need to know what that, what that means. Satan wants to destroy the creation of God. And the only way that he can do that is, listen, is by sowing the seed. Satan knows that the scripture says that the word of God is a seed. And the sower sows the word. So when So where does the word Where's the word sown at? In your heart. All right. The word is sown in your heart. Right? It takes root in your heart. Remember that iniquity was found in him. Sure, in his heart. Oh, he's trying to sow in the same place that God is sowing in. Okay. Satan wants to plant his seed, especially in those who have the knowledge of God. He wants to plant that seed of complaint, which is the seed of the serpent. He wants to sow that in your heart. And then he starts to nurture it. He starts to water it. And he wants to keep you blind to what it really, what it really is. His seed animates you. His seed animates you. So when you run to that person, you're now moving, animated by that seed. 
I'm talking to you. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, y'all ready? Okay. You can see this example that I'm going to give you repeated throughout biblical history. I'm going to get back to Ananijah. This is just one. I want y'all to see the pattern that started in heaven. You've seen it in Ezekiel, and now you're going to see it in 1 Kings. Okay? That's truly nothing new under the sun. Go to 1 Kings. Chapter uh, 1 Kings 1, and start at 5. Just read 5 first. 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse 5. Then Adonijah, son of David's wife Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I, the eldest living son, will be king. And he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen with 50 men to run before him. I like this. Like if you, you, know, you do the King James, you'll see the little subtitle there is titled Rebellion and Mercy. Okay? Listen. This is the theme of this passage. And you can read it from chapter, or verse 1 to 53 on your own, okay? Go, verse 5. Okay? Uh, verse 5, hold on. No, no. Verse 5, uh, let's see. It's only the first one. Let me see. He said that he would be king. Ain't that right? I will be king. I'm not content to be the king's son. You see what it says right here? The son of David. Go ahead. Exalted himself saying, the oldest living son, right? I will be king. All right. Watch this. He said that I will be king. I think that that's a wonderful thing to be the son of the king. How about y'all? I do. <laughs> I love to be the inheritance of Walmart. I would love to be just the son. I mean, the inheritor. Okay, you are. All right? All right. Okay. Wow. I think that's a wonderful thing. Verse 6 and 7. Verse 6. David, his father, had never in his life displeased him by asking, why have you done so? Stop. I like the King James because the King, no, the, I think the New Living Train said he never disciplined him. He never disciplined. Put it up there so they'll see it. New Living Translation. Now his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time. At any time. This is a mistake. This is a mistake. Hello? All right. Matter of fact, go ahead, continue. Had never disciplined him at any time, even by asking, why are you doing that? Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to find out. 
Adonijah had been born next after Absalom, and he was very handsome. The very first thing that a complainer, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Seven. Verse seven. Go ahead. Adonijah took Joab, son of Zeruiah, and Abiathar, the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. Woo! The very first thing that a complainer does, he has to do it because he has to go out and find people with the same like spirit. Y'all saw this? You seen this? In heaven, you saw it, now you see it here. All right? Okay? All right, it's right there. Joab had a complaint. And it's just a lot, but I'm summarizing some of it. So Joab had a complaint against David because David at one time had replaced, uh-oh, replaced him with another man, listen, who he murdered to keep his position. Mm. See, see, all the... This is within his kingdom. The people with him. Okay. Watch this. Oh, y'all know. Okay, watch this. So, Job had a complaint against David because David had, listen, at one time had replaced him with another man who he'd murdered to keep his position. And Joab had an issue against David and Abinathar. I think that's how you can say it. I, I, I did the transliteration on it, uh, minister. All right. Abinathar <laughs> was, was from the house of Eli. And, and listen, and knew that God Almighty had cursed, listen, his own priesthood. And Abinathar, listen, had issues against David. And so David's, David's son, who exalted himself uh, and says, I'm not content to be where I am, starts looking around for people that have the, listen, the same heart to complain. And think about uh, David's son, Absalom, first, the elder, right? And he said, oh, if I'm were only king, there would be justice around this place. And everyone questions would be answered. Yeah, right. That's what he said. That day Absalom got to be king, you probably wouldn't be able to get 600 feet before his door. He wasn't having it. Read verse 7. <laughs> Read verse 7 again. Verse 7. Adonijah took Joab, son of Zeruiah, <laughs> and Abiathar the priest, into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. Look at that agreement. Y'all see it? Y'all see the coup? Y'all don't see the coup yet. Hold on. Verse 8. Verse 8. But Zadok the priest, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shimei, Rei, and David's personal bodyguard refused to support Adonijah. These were the mighty men. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They refused to do what? Support. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think God has leaders, listen, mm -mm. listen, 
Thank God his leaders of leaders. His inner circle. His trustworthy believers. And none of them, listen, were his immediate family. None of them were the immediate family. Mm-hmm. Members, yep. Look at David's son and what they did to him. I thank God for those who say, I'm staying, listen, under divine order. Hold on, hold on. They refuse to support Adonijah. Okay? I said, I thank God. For those who say, I'm staying, listen, where divine order is. I'm not losing my might following this man who thinks he wants to be king. A king has to be appointed by another king. It's the only way. So both of his sons decided that they wanted to be king. But God appoints kings. Just like presidents. <laughs> they don't want to hear that one. Oh, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. I'm going to be quiet right there. God follows order. Listen. God appoints king. God has an order. If Epsilon or Edonizer were to be king, God would have ordered it. Never follow a complainer or a self-exalter. Never follow a complainer. Hello? Or a self-exalter. Because when that person comes to you with a complaint, that's what they're doing. See, I know better. They really want worship. You are of your father, the devil. Do we got some complainers in the house? Mm-hmm. I won't even look up. See, and in this scripture, now you see, now you see the whole crew except, listen, for the true prophet, the true priesthood, and the mighty men of God. Verse 9. Verse 9. Adonijah went to the stone of Zoheleth, okay. near the spring of Enrogel, where he sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves. He invited all his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all the royal officials of Judah. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, fight with you over the pronunciation. <laughs> but I did my transliteration, so hold on. <laughs> start start at the top right there again. Let me show y'all something. Adonijah went to the stone of Zoheleth. Zolothoth. Say Zolothoth. Say Zolothoth. Come on. I'm talking to the man back there. God. Just be obedient. Zolothoth. There you go. It's Hebrew. 
All right. Now watch this. Why did, why did I do that? Why, why did I pick that word up? What is so important about that word? Now listen to this. Listen to this. It said that he did what? Ananias went to the stone of Zolotov near the springs, right? Now hold on. Now listen to this. He went, he was going, listen, to an altar. Now he was making a big spiritual, you know, uh, production right here, right? All right? Uh, about the fact that he was going to be the king, right? So you see that word Zolotov right there? In the Hebrew, it means this, crawling serpent. Slippery serpent. Zolotov. Hold on. See, we just read stuff and just go right on past it. Everything has a meaning. Zolothoth. Listen, a boundary of stones in Palestine. So Ananijah, he's going to the serpent's stone. And he begins to offer sacrifice there. Not to Yahweh. Okay. Hold on. So, listen, it means, it means serpent, crawling, slippery, serpent, a boundary of stones in Palestine. So, Adonijah was going there, listen, to, to, he was going there to, to make sacrifices. He was going to make sacrifices there. The seed of Satan is in him. And the seed of Satan is is in everyone else who's following him. So you see this whole scenario that, that you saw in Ezekiel all over again. It repeats itself throughout history. I told y'all it's only one story and it plays itself out in this verse. Y'all may think all oh, your life is different, isn't it? But it's only one story. There's only one story. You can see it. I don't care how many movies you get. You can see only one story. Good versus evil. <laughs> it's only one story, y'all. As soon as y'all see that, you're going to be all right. <sighs> Listen to this. Verse 10. Verse 10. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet mm. or Benaiah. Or the king's bodyguard, or his brother Solomon. Mm. He didn't invite none of them. Isn't that something? Ananias calls everyone except those, listen, who remain under the authority of the Almighty God. Their safety under the authority of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it's important to know your place in the body. It's important to know your place in the body of Christ. See, a lot of y'all trying to fill another position that you're not supposed to. This is why sometimes it's not functioning. This is why you go from church to church to church to trying to find somebody. Yeah, okay, the teachers, but accept you and your call. But you, you need a shepherd to guide you. All right, all right, all right. They say, hold on, Pastor. It's so important to know your place in the body of Christ. And when you find that, stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there. Yeah. 
You know why? Because there's a great reward in heaven for you. If you would just, listen, do your job. Watch this. Watch this. Yeah, I wish you would. It'd make my job easier. Watch this. <laughs> just do your job. Watch this. You, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. So it's your job to clean the bathroom. So it's just your job to clean the bathroom. We keep, we're going to go back here again. So if it's your job to clean the bathroom, cut the lights out. Bring a bottle of water to the praise team. If that is what God Almighty has called you to do. He said, you'll be rulers over cities. Y'all know the parable of the pounds. See, if you would just do and be obedient to what I tell you to do. He said, I'll make you rulers over cities. Over five cities. I'll make you ruler over there. He's telling you to obey. But you're, you're like Satan now. I do this. I should do this. I should be here. I should be recognized as this. Same seed. Same seed that's in you. It wasn't good enough for him to be the anointed cherub that covered. It wasn't good enough for Ananias to, to be his, the son of David. It's not good enough for you just to do what you're doing right now, the thing that you don't want to do, that you know God told you to do. Mm. But see, you don't discern the voice of God. So that means that there's a problem in your character. You, you can't receive correction or flexibility. What is God showing me? You've given me a task to do in the ministry. What are you showing me that I'm missing? Oh, my heart is in the wrong place. This is why I can't serve or submit. Let it find you. That's his mercy. I told you it's rebellion and mercy. All right. Oh, my God. And when you find that place, stay there. Be planted. Woo. Okay. Here we go. All right. Y'all want to know what that parable is? It's Luke 19, 19. Y'all find it up in there. Somewhere up in there, you'll find it. If you would just stay there and be faithful. Do y'all hear that? If you would just stay there and be faithful. So if you look at the history of Joab, watch this. He's slain at the altar. He's, he's, he, he grabs a hold of the altar and can't find mercy. He grabs a hold of the horns of the altar, but he can't find mercy. Listen. His ears have stopped hearing the voice of God. Mm. And subsequently, he's slain right there at the altar. King called for him and he said, no, kill me right here. And your words have served you. Kill him right there. Take him out and bury him. Killed them right there, right at the altar. 
He's slain right there by his own words. And Abathar, after Solomon is crowned king, is banished from the priesthood. The scripture says that he put forth, he was put forth as a polluted man. His priesthood. That's what he said about him. He was put forth as a polluted man. That's not good, is it? Polluted man out of the priesthood. And Ananias, he's slain by his own ambition. Even under Solomon. Listen, where he was found, he found mercy. He told him, if you would just do what you're told, you'll live. You would live. Right? His brother told him that. After he tried to overtake his throne. David didn't decree that over him. He decreed that over Solomon. And y'all know, if you read the story, you'll see where he just, oh my goodness. He, he went to uh, Bathsheba and, and said, can I marry, I forget her name, but I think that was the one that they found for David to lay with, the young girl. Still, oh my goodness. And, and Solomon said, what? When he said his mother, he asked his mother, you came to me with this? Oh, he going to die this day to ask me this. Can he marry her? No, he going to die this day and he died that day. Solomon won't no joke at first. I'm almost done. Woo, he was slain by his ambition. Even under Solomon, he was found mercy. He still could not stop, listen, his quest for power and authority. And ultimately, listen, oversteps his boundaries to the point that he causes his own life, listen, to be slain under the rule of his brother, which was the king. Go to, and I'm going to finish up here, uh, go to Psalms 58. Six through ten. There's a reward for the righteous. Psalm 58 at verse six. Break off their fangs, O God. Smash the jaws of these lions, O Lord. May they disappear like water into thirsty ground. Make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve into slime. Like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. God will sweep them away, both young and old, faster than a pot heats over burning thorns. The godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. Mm. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then, at last, everyone will say, there truly is a reward for those who live for God. Ah. Surely, there is a God who judges justly here on earth. All right. Glory to God. Awesome, huh? So are you the just? Then it has a reward for you. Let's get our reward. Philippians. Ooh. Philippians 4. 12 through 13. 
and I'm done. Almost there. Almost. Philippians chapter 4, verse 12. I know how to live on almost nothing mm. or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach mm. or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Come amplify, man. I just love this even to amplify. Read this again. In the Amplified Bible, I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances. Mm. And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation, whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare, uh. or going without and being in want. Mm. I have strength for uh. all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready Great. for anything Woo. and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Take that home with you. Take that home with you tonight. Chew on that. Marinate on that right there. Hey, teacher, I, just, just, I guess I'm going to have to stop. I had like three more scriptures, but I guess I can't get to them. <laughs> Come on up, teacher. Man, I want to get there. Huh? Give it to him. I heard, give it to him. Like How many of y'all heard giving? Nobody heard it. Nobody what? Heard it. Just you? No, nobody heard it. I got two in the bag, man. Hey, teacher. All right, Pastor. I want to um, first give God hand clap praise for the grafted word of God. It's not a cliche. It's the absolute truth. It's the grafted word of God that's able to save our souls. So every uh, opportunity we have to hear the word of God, you have another opportunity for your soul to be renewed and restored. Amen. Amen. Um, wow, Pastor, you said a lot. So I'm going to see if I can sum up the teaching. This is how you learn. Is that even though you sit here and you listen to a teaching that is maybe an hour, hour and a half, what did the Holy Spirit say to you? What do you leave with? After an hour and a half, what do you leave with, Terrence? What was the purpose of tonight? What did he say to you regarding your life that can um, develop and grow you naturally and spiritually? That you can actually go home and your children and your spouse will be changed because of the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Elder, what I mean, think about it. What when you leave the doctor's office, you you have a bad cold, whatever situation is, and you get a diagnosis, and you also get treatment, and you get a remedy for what's going on. You don't forget, and you're listening very intently, right? With great focus, because you want to ensure you follow the instructions. So the question is, what was the instruction tonight? 
What was the remedy tonight that Holy Spirit gave you? There's one thing, again, say yes, yeah, say that, yes, that's real good. But what did he say to your spirit man and how is it going to benefit your, the natural part of you and also Aaron, your son? Think about it. When we leave, our children are supposed to be changed. They're supposed to be better children because they heard the word of God. Okay, but we got to be better parents. But anyway, I ain't saying nothing. Oh, two words. Seed. Seed, S-E-E-D. Seed, sperma. And also, discipline. Seed. It came to me that Pastor was talking about the enemy and how the enemy speak lies, Right? And that the word of God is a seed. And we've heard that. But what, what does that really mean? The word of God is a seed. This is why we're able to still sit here and feel the same, if not worse. And go home in a worse state than you came. The word of God, I believe it's John 15, 7, minister in reference to the word of God. It was abide in you and you by me. Is that John? John, right? Can we go there real quick? Is it John 15, 7? Gospel John? John chapter 15 and verse 7. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Sounds pretty amazing, right? Ask whatever. So what is he saying? We're talking about seed. The word of God is a seed. The it's illuminated. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But in reality, no, the word of God is his offspring. The word, this, the word of God that you're reading is a seed. It is his son. His offspring. When you read the word of God, it is, and it's full totality, his offspring, Jesus Christ the Messiah. The word of God that you read, so you can't, so you can't comprehend that. Listen to me, Yolanda. The word that you read is the spirit of of Christ, it is God's offspring, his son. Imagine this. See, because this can't get in our head. This is why you have to get in your spirit. It can't get in your head. It has to get in your spirit. Is that when, imagine your son is no longer with you. I'm going to come carnal so you can understand me spiritually. 
Your son is no longer with you. Cameron is no longer with you. But he has written all these notes to you, his thoughts, his expression. It's the only thing that you have left. You have no pictures. You Look, matter of fact, you have no memory of him, except someone tell you that this was once your offspring. These words came from out of your womb. Oh, see y'all. Y'all playing? You're playing games. You imagine I'm happy. She no longer, but this is she's someone who's come out of you. Your wound. You were she abided in you, and you you abided in her. You were one. This is the reality. So when Satan speaks. His seed is an offspring. The Antichrist. When you speak a lie, and he is the father of lies, you speak through his offspring. The spirit of the Antichrist. It's two seeds. Seed of Christ. Seed of the Antichrist, offspring, descendant of. This is real. How real is this? You gave birth to Cameron. He's no longer with you. But his thoughts and everything he felt about life and what he couldn't even express to you, look, Books that still were not written. But you can still, look, when you read what he left, you can still read what was not even written. Because guess what? He came out of you. It's your offspring. And I know my offspring. I can finish this thought of my offspring. Oh, see y'all not with me. Pastor, you were speaking about the child and discipline the child, right? right? Saying that you didn't discipline kids and say, yeah, you know, spank them, do this, that, yeah, but I look, but I've done that, right? In Hebrew, discipline means, first of all, it's the whole concept of training a soldier. Is soldiering. You have a soldier, your son. Oh, come on now. You haven't soldier your daughter. You said what to do and what not to do, but you didn't soldier. You didn't discipline. You didn't train your child. Discipline also means, in Hebrew, Hebrew, it means to train to hear and follow instruction like a good soldier should. Oh, you're not ready for this. See, because 
Disciple means again to train to soldier an individual. And how you soldier an individual, you train them to hear instruction and then repeat the instruction. Hear the instruction, repeat the instruction. Do the instruction, repeat, repeat. Say it, do it, repeat. I'm training, the training a soldier is in his hearing. And you get to see it in his performance, but it's in his hearing where he's trained. I give you instructions. Did I get you to repeat the instructions? Now do the instructions. Now repeat that again. So I need you to, now I need to train you to hear again. What I'm training is repetition is your hearing. Because if I train your hearing, it'll be automatic to do. It's a trait of hearing and following orders and instruction from within to the outside. So this is why he said, if you see, if you don't do that, the saying, stop, don't do that. What I tell you to do, that's not training. See, because you know why? There was no conception of the seed. So this is why still it's like the bastard children. They don't know how to or refuse to follow orders because these are orders. No option. This is an order. Then you have to follow the instruction. Then I need you to hear again. This is why we have to train our children up, look the way that they should go, but this is in their hearing. This is a soldier you're developing. Only a true soldier is trained to follow instruction, even at the cost of his life. The seed is not conceived because of the heart. And the, see, we don't leave the word. This is why he said, abide in me and I abide in you. It's just like the natural harvesting. There is a certain time that the seed's gonna grow in the phases, but there has to be this germination process, and that process is the conception process. See, you can't then want to give up, start to doubt, because that means that the seed was never planted. I heard. And I wanted to be pregnant, but the seed was never planted. Seeds never planted, I can't conceive. The seed was laid in the look in the soil, but it was never planted because I I didn't allow the process of the germination of the seed now to be really rooted and planted inside of me so it couldn't be plucked up. 
Anyway, just want to leave you with those two words. Seed and discipline. <laughs> okay? Because the word that you just heard, it has to be planted. This is why he tells you to, to say it again, hear it again. Faith comes by. This is, look, faith comes by this because it's training. It's training you to be a soldier. It's training you to follow the orders of the tenets of the faith of God. It's training you to do that because naturally you don't want to do that. No one who initially uh, entered to the military wants to really follow orders. You got to be trained. This is why we hate to follow instruction in church. Sounds like you've been given orders. You. Because you haven't been trained to hear. You haven't been disciplined. You haven't been soldiered. Here at WM Ministry, you're going to be soldiered. It's not about your feelings. It's not about you getting hurt. As if you, don't, you don't go to your reporting officer and say, I don't understand why you gave me this order. You're at boot camp. You know, there, there, there's no conversation about your feelings. See, Either you can take this or get out. It's the military. We're building soldiers for the kingdom of God. You know what you signed up for. <laughs> you were sworn Amen. in. Amen. <laughs> you can stand on your feet.